Welcome to TJ Talks. I'm your host, Chud, and with me is my fellow host. I'm Teresa. And we are here to talk about all the different things that we find interesting, exciting, and has happened over the last week or so. So, we're going to get right into it. All right. So, what are the things that have been going on this week? Well, I guess, well, this weekend it was Halloween. Big, big weekend. Wow. So did you go trick-or-treating yourself? We did. We did, of course, the whole, you know, roundup around a couple blocks here, and kids collected tons of candy, and yeah, it was fun. Had a momentary um, parental panic attack on Monday night. My son wasn't feeling well, and I remembered, oh, I hadn't inspected their candy. So he was fine. He just ended up having a headache and being tired, but it was that moment of, oh, go get your candy and dump it out, and let's see if anything's been, you know, laced with marijuana or whatever. And if you have any of those, send them my way. But, you know, (laughs) everything was fine. Our neighborhood is fairly safe, I assume. Do you think that's a problem? You know, it's that same thing every year when the news talks about, oh, so-and-so got, you know, candy or cookies laced with this. And I don't don't know anyone who's ever had that happen to them. Uh, You know, I don't think there's a substantiated uh, case of that happening. I heard that it happened one time. There was a one-time incident. They caught the person who did it. And this was like, you know, 35 years ago. Yeah, 1950-something or whatever, right? Yeah. And, yes, and we've had to perpetuate this urban myth. For years. And you know what? It, the only reason for the urban myth is so that dentists can get uh, people to come in their office and get their candy x-rayed. <laughs> I think you're right. Our children's dentist actually offered a buyback program. For every pound of candy you brought in, they would give the kids a dollar to turn it in. I'm thinking, what are they going to do with all that candy? They're just going to eat it for themselves. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it, it, there's, you know, it, it's a scam because they – sell us the candy to give out to the kids and then they take it away. It's a never ending cycle. <laughs> That's true. Another conspiracy for Jesse Ventura to look into. <laughs> See, those are the real conspiracies that he should be investigating. I agree with you on that. Yes, but Halloween was success. Great pumpkins, good times, lots of fun. So for here in California. Now now where tell us about where you spent your Halloween, Jess. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was home for Halloween. I did. Get oh, you were candy. home by that yes, time. Yes. Okay. Halloween Eve. Yes, <laughs> Halloween Eve. I did fast. And you know what? I hand I hand out the big, regular size Snicker bars. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, if you come to my house, you get full size candy bars. Jeez, my be kids no, live in the wrong neighborhood. There better be no tricks happening to my house. That's what <laughs> I can say. <laughs> and do you get a ton of trick or treaters? We had 40 kids. Okay. Which I don't feel is very many. All right. I was prepared. You've had more in the past. I was prepared for 120 kids. So you have all the Snickers bars just still laying, laying around your house? No, they're at work. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> for 55 cents a piece. <laughs> well, that's still a pretty good deal for a Snickers bar, so I'd, I'd probably end up paying 55 cents I, for one. Yeah, I just have it up there in my little carol. I said, hey, you know, if you want to stickers. But I used to sell, like, I had a company store practically of food at my, at my office. Really, I had Snickers, uh, Milky Ways, M&M, you know, peanut M&Ms. I had uh, all breakfast foods, everything. And just recently, you had like a vending machine. I, I did. Well, I, had a, a, I had like a bookshelf, and it was all just filled with junk food. And, a little, and it was an honesty thing. You put your money in and take what you want. And did people do that reliably, or were you? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. 
And That's I just said, it. enough is enough, and I'm done with this. And, yeah. <laughs> you can only keep shop open for so long, right? You know, I got grief from people. Well, you should have this, and blah, 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 blah. Oh. You know? I'm like, oh, yeah, let me run out there and go buy you food, because you can't... Inventory requests. <laughs> it, wasn't like, yeah. it was just like, and then people would go through my desk, because they knew I had money in the desk. Whenever oh. they wanted to change, you know, oh, I need change for a 20, so I'll go through Judd's desk. Oh, dear. So, no, 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 no. Yeah, you needed to close that business up. That's not worth it. That was not. So I was just like, uh-uh-uh. So either way, though, I, I have a few people who know about my Snicker stash, and they're welcome to come and get a Snicker and drop a 50. That's not bad. 55 I like, I like that nice. idea. 55 cents. Not bad. And the, now, do kids come year after year knowing you give these full-size bars away, or are you getting new people? Or? I think we have new people. I don't. I think maybe because it was also Sunday night. Yes. It, yeah. You know, I think the year before that it was Saturday or Friday, Correct. something like that. Yeah. No, last year was on Saturday night, I think. Yeah. So there were probably more people out and about, although... Maybe more people just partied on, you know, had parties or whatever on Saturday, and then they didn't trick-or-treat on Sunday. Is there an anti-Halloween backlash going on? Well, I'm sure there's some, you know, I'm sure there's some Christian rebuttal to it. And we have friends that that used to live in the Midwest, and they would trick-or-treat on the Saturday of Halloween week. So it didn't matter what day Halloween was on, you would just trick-or-treat on that closest Saturday. Really? Which is random. So... You know what? I think they should do that with Christmas then, right? That's right. Christmas is only allowed to be on the last Saturday of the month. I mean, That's not a bad idea, actually. I mean, if they moved Halloween to the last Saturday of the month, it'd be more accommodating for everybody to go out and, you know. But then it wouldn't be on October 31st. I know. So you have that little, there's that little hitch in the get along, but, you know. I know. Yeah, and Christmas and New Year's on those on Saturday nights is always more fun. So, well, and this year it is. <laughs> this year it is right. Yeah. So, although the drag is, then we all have to go back to work on Monday. Monday right yeah. after. Yeah, because that's the second, I think. Whatever. So, yeah, holidays <laughs> going from. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny because I had holidays as one of my topics for uh, today. Well, uh, one thing I was thinking about was I was going to get a full mask to wear, and I have a friend, he's like about six foot tall, and I was going <laughs> to convince him to take me trick-or-treating. Because oh. <laughs> for the record, I'm five, one, and well, <laughs> I'm probably shorter than half the kids that are trick-or-treating anyways. So, so with a full mask deal, I could get away with it. <laughs> it's true. It's You know, you could have been out there scoring some Kit Kats or whatever. I want to know what Apple, they're razor blades. I don't know whatever is out there. I want to know what my competition out there is. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Next year, maybe you should do that, and then yeah, and have your friend come and stand, you know, ten feet away when you ring the bell, and be sure to remind you to say thank you and do all those parental things. <laughs> yeah, he could go. He's a mute. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny. Well, yeah, that'll be your plan for next year. We'll have to see how that works uh, out. I, I don't know if that's going to work. But now, see, as a parent, can you, like, say, oh, I, I've got a kid in a stroller down at the end of the street, and, you know, here's my gag for the other kid who's not with me. Those people annoy me. And when I had littler babies, yeah. they had trick-or-treat. But, I, you know, 
uh, at that point, just come clean with, I just like some candy for myself. And I would rather give you a piece of candy if you just say that instead of for my six-month-old in the stroller who can't even eat Cheerios at this point, I'm going to give them a Kit Kat? No, thank you very much. I, and I don't like the children who come without costumes. You know, like those teenagers who think they're really cool? Oh. And uh, JP has come up with a way to kind of strike back at them. You know, we always have the bowl of candy, and then we have the separate bowl full of taco, hot sauces, soy sauces, mayonnaises, and it's a bowl that you can't really see. So you just put your hand in there, you grab a couple, and then you just drop it in their bag. And so the uncostumed teenagers or pre-teenagers get soy sauce or, you know, whatever random little packet we've picked up. Trick or treat, you get trick. <laughs> you don't want to wear a costume, I don't want to give you candy. So that was a ritual he started, I don't know, a couple years ago. And so we have religiously saved those silly packets of whatever goo you get from fast food or whatever. That is awesome. I but you can't be real discreet because you can't let them see it. So you got to put it in their bag and, you know, keep telling them, oh, what are you guys going to be or whatever. You have to distract them. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Bet I got it to think so you could do it even more trickly next year. Okay. Because my wife used to do this deal where she would take a lot of other stuff besides candy, like pencils and little, um, you know, yeah. uh, what do they call them? Uh, like rings, the spider rings and all right. this like cool stuff. And she'd put them in these little bags. They were Halloween bags. And so okay. you get those little Halloween bags and then seal them up. And then you just grab the Halloween bag and they think, oh, hey, we got cool Halloween bags. Yeah, it's already in a gift bag. It's awesome. Right. And then they open That's it a good idea. We'll have to do that. And that way we don't have to worry about being so, you know, hiding our hands. Right. Yeah, you just, <laughs> oh, hey, here you go. I love it. You, you go through a little effort, but, you know. Yeah. It, the feeling of the paybacks a bit. That's right. That's what they get. Mm-hmm. Trying to remember if we had any kids like that um, or anybody who was remarkably dressed this year. It was kind of a dead year for costumes, so we didn't have anything too exciting. But but it was a good time, and, and no tricks were played on our house. Our pumpkins survived the evening. We we came out unscathed, thank goodness. So that's good to hear. That is really good to hear. I uh, did see at the end of my block there were some pumpkins that didn't quite make it. They were little ones, too, little tiny pumpkins. You have to wonder about that. Yeah, did they do that themselves, or did some some hooligans come by and ruin their pumpkin or whatever? I always feel bad for those people. And I did notice the next morning, I went out very early in the morning for a little jog around the neighborhood, and there was so much candy just on the ground, bags of M&Ms or box of Milk Duds or whatever, you know, from kids walking through the neighborhoods and dropping their stuff. I thought, wow, it's like Hansel and Gretel were out here planting <laughs> their candy all the way. Yeah. Motivated me to keep it running so I could keep picking it up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see too much of that in my neighborhood. But then, like I said, I don't think that we had as many uh, people. But you guys probably have better street lighting in on where you're at than where I live. We don't have as good a street lighting. And... Right in front of my house, we don't even have a sidewalk. Oh, wow. Okay, so that probably impedes a lot of people from coming up. Yeah, I kind of think uh-huh. Yeah, our little neighborhood is pretty It's pretty suburban, obviously, and settled here in Ontario for a long time. So we do have that. We've got good 
it's a good block for it. And it's one of those things where we always get lots of people who drive to our block specifically to come trick or treat. Uh -huh. So I know we pull in crowds from other neighborhoods. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, we know that happens all over the place. I mean, yes, exactly. And I get it. You know, if you live in an apartment complex or someplace, it's not necessarily the most convenient for trick or treating. So yeah, come on across to our street. We got a good street. So uh -huh. it was a good night. So when you were little, do you remember going out trick-or-treating by yourself in, in the area? Yes, my brother and I, well, we would always go together. And then at one point, he kind of got too old to go. He's a couple of years older than I am. And I remember that at that point, my mom or dad would take me out. But it wasn't, I always remember I actually liked handing out the candy more than I liked trick-or-treating. I don't know why. But, yeah, so I do remember that. Did you get to go out by yourself? Oh, yeah. See, me... <laughs> Me and my friend, uh, we would go together trick-or-treating, and I lived up on 11th Street. Right. And so between 11th and Mountain and Benson, and we would hit, like, all the houses from there down to Arrow Highway in, like, Jeez. the square area. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. I, a lot of candy at the end of the night. Oh, yeah. We would, we would go with a uh, with the pillowcase. That mm -hmm. was what we would go trick-or-treating with, was our pillowcases, you know. Yeah, and that bag would be filled at least halfway up by the time we were done, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, by the end of the night when you want to go home because your arm's too tired from carrying the trick-or-treat bag, you're like, i got to go home now, I'm tired. <laughs> and, and, you know, knock on wood, we never got beat up by any other kids for our candy. <laughs> I think we were a kinder, gentler teenage group, weren't we, than they are now? I don't know. I, I think we also would make a single trip home halfway through to dump out some candy. Oh, geez. Go, okay, so this is a mid-evening dump, and we would start usually around 6 o'clock at night, and then we'd come back at 8 o'clock to, you know, dump off the first stash, and then we'd go, and we would trick-or-treat at least until 10 o'clock. I can remember oh my that. God. Yeah. That's 10 o'clock at night. Wow. I was prepared. I, I mean, I'll answer the door up till 10 o'clock. But we would only go to doors that were um, that had lights on. Right. The porch light and a pumpkin. If, especially if they have the pumpkin. Well, then you know they're going to be handing out candy for the most part. Were, were you ever we had houses that had porch lights but no pumpkins. And I'm wondering if maybe people just have their lights on timers now. Oh, now? Yeah. So they're coming on all the time. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that's true. Did, were you ever scared to go to anybody's house when you were... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and I remember specifically, the random thing about this is we grew up, I lived on 4th Street, and then the year I graduated from high school, my mom moved just around the block to this other house that was the scary trick-or-treat house because it had this gated entryway and with this little atrium area that was always very dark. Even when my folks lived there, they never really did much to make it brighter, and I remember going to that house specifically, and of course they had it kind of spooked out with some decorations, and you had to go through the dark gate, down this little concrete walkway to the front door, and it was these giant double doors, and it was a really weird house for our neighborhood, too, because it was two-story, and none of the other houses in the neighborhood were, so it was a random... It was a random occurrence that eventually my folks would end up living there, but that was the scary house for trick-or-treating. What was scary about it? You said that it has a gate and that sort of thing? Yeah, and it was dark, and so you had to go through a gate to get to the door. And that That's what I remember. And I, fortunately, was never scared by anybody. No one ever popped out or did any of that stuff to me. Although this year, there were a couple of houses where some people did that to our kids. Uh -huh. 
oh, and scary mask, you know, like there was a, a thing, it looked like a statue sitting by this guy's front porch and it turned out to actually be a guy in like a gargoyle costume and he leaps up and scares all these kids that we were trick-or-treating with. I don't know that I could do that. I think I would be worried about scarring kids for life because of that, but the kids all laughed, which was good. And my son um, just refused to go up to the door of that house anyway because it was already spooky and lit up and there was a fog machine and smoke. So he's like, I'm not going to go to this one, Mom. I said, that's fine. I, you know, I don't care. But the other kids that did go did get scared. So. You know, that's what scared me. When I remember right. I was up there uh, on, uh, it was a house on Waverly in this house. It was a brick house. And I, we walked up and they had the dry ice thing bubbling over. And it was completely dark. And I don't know why, but that, when you're little, little, that kind of stuff creeps you out. It's creepy, yes. It, it shouldn't have been creepy, but it was, I guess. You know, now nothing seems to scare me like that, like it used to. Went to Halloween Horror Nights, and it's like, eh, okay. And it was fine. You didn't. You yeah. freaked out. I, I freaked out a little bit, but. Oh no! I'm did you not... go in the mazes, or what'd you do? Yeah, I did all the haunted houses. They had eight haunted houses here in Orlando. And uh, let's see. And then, of course, I saw the Bill and Ted show. You think they're the same show? Exactly. I think they're pretty much the same. Yes. Um, there may be a few geographical reference dif- differences, but I think that's about it. Oh, yeah. So they had the same thing. Mr. T came out. and You know what? I didn't see it, so I don't know. But I assume. It. I didn't see it. I didn't get to go this year. They were going to have tickets for us on Saturday night, and we had other things to do. So oh, that sucks. Yeah. So I missed it. Bummer. <laughs> and uh, what else? But you liked it, though, I mean, enough that it was entertaining? Oh, yeah, but it's still, it's very expensive to do it, on, especially on the night we went. I would have rather okay. done it on a weeknight. But right. in, I don't know in California, but in Florida, they do this, like, uh, fast pass deal. Oh, okay. Express passes. I think they have that here. And then you pay, like, this extremely ungodly amount of money. So you're already paying, you know, like $60 just to get in. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you pay another $70 for the fast pass. For the fast pass. Oh, boy. But that gets you to the front of the line, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Does it work on the mazes as well as the attraction? Everything, yeah. Okay. So, that, I mean, it's worth it, but right. it's still, you're like, it's expensive. Expensive. And your annual pass doesn't offset any of those costs. Only the cost of the ticket, but... You know, you bring a Coke can and you get the same price that the darn annual pass holder gets. I mean, annual pass holder should get a better break than that. Yeah, you guys should get a break, I think. You bought the whole annual, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, wait a minute. That's not fair. That's no good. Oh, man. Well, and did you go into the maze that had the smell machine? They didn't have one here with the smell oh, machine. Oh, okay. But they've had it in the past, and it's nasty. Oh, the way he described the... I'm trying to remember the odor cannon, I think is what it's called, and it blasts out odors throughout the maze. It just sounds horrible. Oh, I couldn't. It, it is horrible because they ha- they used it one year that we were there to. Uh, they, it was supposed to be a insane asylum. Uh huh. Yeah, and the ins- oh, and the insane asylum was supposed to have um, 
a bathroom that was just nasty. Oh, that's just wrong. <laughs> that's terribly wrong. You know that that was like oh my that that was freaked you out. You just wanted to get out of there, not because you were scared, but because you were just disgusted. Yeah, you've been assaulted literally by your nostrils. That's terrible. But you know nobody's going to actually uh, touch you. Right, right, right. But it's the here again. It's the anticipation that makes me crazy. Really? <laughs> I, the thought that they might. Uh, oh, well, okay. but you know what? If they're really good, it, they don't have to jump out at you to scare you. What they really need to do is get you to look at them. And, oh, that's and, it. And if they stare you down, that, I think that Sorry. can scare you way more than uh, ah. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah, you get a, like, what, a little quick thing, yeah. but if you really want to creep somebody out, I think you give them that, you know, that, that diabolical smile. And the smile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So like for me, what I do is I walk through those mazes. I just look ahead. I don't look at anybody. I just, <laughs> just keep going through. <laughs> there could be some neat stuff to see on the side, but you'll never no, see I'll it. I'll never, I probably didn't see anything in any haunted house at all. It's just like, don't scare me. Don't even yeah, I don't need it. I'm here for the person behind me. That's right. <laughs> scare her. She wanted it. She doesn't want, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> Funny. What else is on our list of things to talk about today? Do you have something on your list? Um, I made my 100 tweets in a week. What, what was that about? And what made you decide to do 100 tweets? Well, you know, remember last week I had my Twitter conundrum. Right. And then uh, decided that I was going to get better at tweeting and, and tweet efficiently. Well, I didn't really tweet efficiently, but decided I needed to be a better tweeter. So I got on the, I got on board and I set the goal to do 100 tweets before today's show. And I think about four or five minutes before today's show, I sent off my last tweet. So. And it was, you made to a. Uh... 100 tweets in a week? 100 tweets. So I started at 414 last week, and I'm at 515 now. So I survived. Well, you know, if you think about it, conversationally, you could easily make that in a day, 100 tweets. <laughs> you keep saying that. It was really hard for me. I didn't do it. It took me all my concentrated effort to get them a 100. I, I need to follow more people probably. Well, you think about it this way. Text messaging and tweeting are virtually the same thing. Right. And text messaging and instant messaging are virtually the same thing. Right. Right. You know, and really all it is is conversation. And this right. young girl, I was at Toastmasters last night. Young girl, she's 16 years old, goes to high school here. Her mm -hmm. mom's a member. And so we let her, you have to be 18 to be a Toastmaster, but we right. let her be kind of like a, you know, Toastmaster in training. Cool. So we, yeah. so we had her do the reading. We have a reading where someone can take a story from the news or whatever a book and, and read for about three to five minutes. Okay. So she read this article about teens and texting. She okay. said that the average teenager will send, and particularly girls, send over a hundred text messages a day. Day. A day. Not wow, to mention, that's the average. Yes. That's crazy. That and that's according to. I'm, was it the Pew Research study or something like that? Fairly reliable, yes. Yeah. And the girl, though, admitted that she herself does about 1,500, I think she said, was it 1,500 or 15,000 text messages a month? 
Oh my gosh. You know, she's sitting in the yeah. meeting texting, you know, like sneaking it underneath the table. She's like, you know what? I'm so good at texting. I don't even have to look at my keyboard to send texts anymore. I can <laughs> just feel and know. And I just sit up there and I put my phone underneath my desk and the teacher has no idea what I'm doing. And I go, glick, 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 glick. And then I just every once in a while I glance down and see what somebody said. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to do. I, I don't know that I could do that because even though I have a full keyboard on my phone, yeah. I don't need to see it, I think. Not, I mean, I wouldn't if I was typing on a regular keyboard, but on my phone when I would. I'm going to try that. I can't imagine. I, I don't want to try. I got my, my iPhone. I'm good with that. and I'm, I'm, I'm fairly fast. but. And that darn spill corrector. I, I notice it more on the iPad or my touch if I'm trying to, to send a little message mm-hmm. that the iPhone phone spell corrector is always changing my stuff yes. more than the blackberry one is i don't know why so i can more easily make a fatal error when it comes to words yeah <laughs> i do that too yeah. on my on mine yeah so yeah <laughs> uh, i was just looking i you know Tr- trish she yeah I, I play words with friends with her she just updated. she always kills me on that game Oh, she does. Oh, you know. Oh, you don't know. You, you know what's her name? Um, um, uh, Debbie. Debbie. Yeah. I, I yes. play with her too. Do you play with her? No, I don't. Oh, she 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 smoked me, handed me my ass this uh, ah, today. Ah, today. Ah. Yes. Uh, she scored. Over yeah, some games are better than others, and and Trish always wipes me. Who's the yeah. other person? Uh, Trish just always wipes me uh, off the board. Uh, yeah. yeah, some games are better than others. And sometimes I really get them, and sometimes it's just painful. So, but I love to play. Oh uh, yeah, you know what? Alex started a game with me out of the blue. Okay. And she hasn't played a second one now for like what is it? Five days. She hasn't. Oh played. my! It's like she started the game, and then she's like, <laughs> and you know, if you That's go a like reach of etiquette, yeah, you got to play at least every seventy-two hours. Yeah. Worth of. I gotta step away, but after that, then you gotta you gotta get back in. I think three days. I mean, I can understand yeah. going a weekend. You know, I'm putting right, it exactly. in for the weekend. I'm gonna stay away from the distractions. But yeah, I, I mean, come on. If you have an iPhone or you know you have one of those digital, if you have an iPhone, you have no reason to be. Yeah, because everyone's got 35 seconds to look at it. Although I I guess I was trying to guesstimate the other day how, how long it really takes me to make a play. And it's usually no more than a minute or two because at some point you stare at the board so long, it doesn't matter. You could stare at it for two hours and you're not going to come up with a better word than, you know, of or something. So sometimes I just go with the first word that I see just because I don't think it's going to get any better. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but and it's so easy to – one of the strat, uh, not great strategies, but it is one of the things people do, is they play off the last word that was played. I have a tendency to do that just because I think my brain sees it as a fresh place to put tiles. Yeah. So I'm trying to avoid that too. And now that I've learned to play more defensively, I don't do that as often. Oh, so you, you had a great game this last game. Not bad. Practice. I'm getting better. You're really good. Yeah. But I mean, it's all practice. Right. That's what, right. What did we get off topic? We were oh Twitter. We were still talking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we were the, the the hundred tweets in a yes. in a week. So I'm convinced that. It isn't that big of a deal. But, I mean, like today, how many tweets did I do today? Uh, you were busy tweeting today. I don't know, probably 40 or 50 in the morning so far. Uh, you know, I'm like. Does it even tell you? 
I could probably figure it out real quick if I can find my... I jokingly said that I was going to make a goal of 500 by the end of the year. Because that's eight weeks away. I think I could make that. Oh. Yeah, you could. Don't you think? I'm yeah. going to start better at it. Oh, Do go. direct messages on Twitter count as tweets? Um, no. Uh, I don't know. They don't. Okay. They don't. Because sometimes I send, if I know, you know, whatever, I, I can send a direct message and maybe that would count. And then, have you ever had a topic trended because of you? No. No. How does that happen, I wonder? Yeah, you get other people to, you know, uh, retweet your tweets. Retweet your and tweet. then it gets picked up if it's interesting. Right. It, yeah. And then, of course, you have to tag it with something special. Like, that's why I was telling you, you know, tag secret code. Did, did right. I messed that up. Okay. Did you see all my secret code tags? I did. I did. And I would reply to it, and then I wouldn't put the tagline. So now I've got that down. Now I know. Yeah. Let me tell, since we're talking, that this is kind of falls in line. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's the deal, in case someone has seen my tweets lately with secret code. Uh, me and Teresa have a deal that we are uh, putting random stuff out there. It, it actually has absolutely no meaning whatsoever. It's just throw in any non-sequitur that you want, slap in at the end, pound secret code, which is tag in Twitter uh, world for, right. uh, you know, hashtag, and just for fun. And then you can, but the idea is really to reply to one person's secret code so that there's a thread of secret code so it looks like there's actually a, a whole conversation going on. Of that, yes. Of that, yeah. And so someone will look at it and go, oh, they got a secret code going on. <laughs> and the secret is that it means absolutely That's nothing. Right. They're, they're, it's just bullshit. <laughs> I like that idea. In fact, I try to do a pound secret code every day just to, you know, keep it going. But you got to reply to an old secret code. That's the key. So I... I'll get a chance, and I'll have to show you what I'm talking about after our after our podcast. All right, yeah, get me all hooked up with that. Yeah, so that that's the scoop with that. But then I did a couple other tags I've never done before here today, like I did uh, pound. Why would I lie? I think that's that would be a fun one to to write <laughs> stuff on. Why would I lie? <laughs> Why would I lie? Yeah. The one I did was the stuff I've seen in Vegas. That, that I like that one a lot. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, maybe we should just start doing that. See if we can get some trending topics at some point. Yeah, I wrote shit. My dad said, but can't anymore because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very funny. I could I could do that one too. So okay, we'll have to both contribute to that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, looking at it here, okay, going back twenty two hours, I got one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh. <laughs> Where am I? Okay. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-six. 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 36 uh, tweets today. Yeah. In, in half a day. In half a day. And you're yeah. talking about a hundred in a whole week. I was struggling with a hundred. All right. You know, oh, I, I mean, come on. Plant bamboo, attract pandas. <laughs> it's a tweet. It's tweet worthy. It was tweet worthy. I liked your reply. 
but you didn't you, see the thing is you didn't reply. And to I didn't that. tap it. Sorry. Yeah. All right, let's get better. Yeah. So then you would. Yeah. Then that would have been like that would be. What, what, what do they call that? There's a term for when you like give a code and then you get a count. Oh, the counter, the counter code or counter. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You get the secret message and then you need the response. So yeah. yes. What, what, okay. What's that called? You're right. There's a name for that. What is that? You know, the special reply or the secret reply or something. Yes. You know, I'm going to find out what it is, and then if someone put, that's what you have to use as the hashtag when you reply to a secret code. Oh, okay. Now it's going to get more involved. Okay. All right. What do you think? (laughs) We're going to make this complex, and we're going to start something. We are going to start a. We're going to start a whole Twitter thing that no one will understand. It's a revolution on Twitter, starting in uh, TJTalks.com. We are uh, starting a new Twitter revolution. <laughs> there you go. I like that idea. Well, well hell, if... Uh, John, here comes our revolution. If, right? if you can post on Facebook the color of your bra, but not explain what that means just so guys get all weirded out about it. <laughs> well, and I have to say, you know, my fa- my the bloom has fallen off the rose of Facebook for me. I, I love Facebook still, Yeah. but I hardly Facebook this week very much. Because I was so busy twittering or tweeting everywhere, We're so and yeah. I was—I seemed more busy. I, I don't think I did as much Facebooking as usual. As usual, I do way too much for the normal person anyway. But yeah, so I, I, I feel like Twitter has kind of taken up a little space in my heart, where Facebook's kind of—it's there, but you know, it's not the same. But you know, <laughs> I think the other problem on Facebook though is that a lot of the people that we have as our friends, yeah, aren't on. And any regularity posting. Right. Right. So, you know, when you check it, you're like, okay, come on, people. Let's kind of, like, update with something. You know? Something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's it. And I don't, and know. I don't know that many people on Twitter, but I think the Twitter thing, the appeal for that to, for me has been that it doesn't – because I don't have very many, quote, unquote, friends on Twitter, I think I say things that are more irreverent or whatever. So – I feel a little freer on Twitter than I do on Facebook now. Oh, that's good. And people like my mother and mother-in-law are on Facebook. Well, and you're in your lock, so even if you said something, I mean. I yeah, exactly. They'd have to ask to hear me. So, And I don't think they're going to sign on to Twitter, but you never know. Time for a secondary Twitter account. Exactly. Hey, um, yes, you're right. Fo- follow, follow uh, what's, what's your other, your, your dog? My dog. My other Twitter? That your dog's on Twitter. Yes, my dog's on Twitter. My bird, one of five of dog. Yes. It's a fast account with a lot of opinions. So that's why we set him up with the Twitter accounts. <laughs> and that was going to be my Twitter account. So if you look for your funny quips, you can put them on Twitter. Oh, you have... Say that last thing again. My son needs an outlet for his funny little quips, so I said, oh. you can put him on Twitter, because he's always, you know, interpreting what the dog would be saying, and he's usually pretty right on, so that's why we decided to give the dog a Twitter. Oh, cool. Well, see, that's where you take your phone, you take a snap a shot with mm-hmm. your Blackberry, and then you, you know, that then you add the little, you know, thing that the easy. dog is saying. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> Yep, so look out, Facebook. I'm a Twitter devotee, but... Mm-hmm. And liking it. So far, so good. Yeah. There's a lot of cool apps out there, too, to help make your Twitter experience pretty pretty cool. Well, like, some people use the Y-Frog, or what's, what is all that? Those are um, 
services because Twitter itself doesn't, at least right now, doesn't save all your images and, and other things like that. So, right. So what um, com- organizations or like or applications that are developed mm-hmm. will go and partner with a third party um, image storage uh, place. It's kind of like Flickr. Okay, so that kind of thing. But what they've done is, so you don't need to go get a Yfrog account because they will link into your um, your Twitter account. Okay. And so they're kind of attached because Twitter so, allows you to use their your logon for their accounts as like single sign-on to a bunch of other websites. So if you, but you use like Tumblr, right? Well, that's a whole nother thing. Tumblr is okay. actually. Um, a blogging program. Oh, all right, all right. And you can tweet from Tumblr or Facebook from Tumblr, you right? You do both at the same time, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And then TweetDeck is the same thing, right? Isn't that for uh, no Facebook Tweet, and Twitter? TweetDeck is like a standalone application, so that way you can tweet without going to Twitter.com. Gotcha. But they also make it for the BlackBerry. Right. And as a standalone application on the BlackBerry because it has an interface that people like. But you can also do Facebook with TweetDeck from what I understand. That's what I hear. I think you can do – like whenever I see somebody that I follow on Twitter and Facebook and I see it's the same post Mm -hmm. on both and it's usually said sent via TweetDeck or whatever. So. But then what's the point of that? If you're not going to the application, then you don't get to see anything else that's going on, right? It's not showing you the live Twitter feed. Oh, it is. Oh, it does. It does. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So then that wouldn't be bad. I, I, I'm going to stick with what I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I can't learn anything new. <laughs> I'm an old dog. <laughs> uh, you're, I, I think that is not true. <laughs> not, not true. <laughs> I can only, well, then I can only learn one trick a week. I can't do any more than that. I'm learning about the hash sign and the topic. So okay. that's my accomplishment for this week. Well, there you go. So. <laughs> I still have these dollars I have to spend. Oh, universal dollars. Oh, I didn't know they had those. Yeah. Fun. So we got to go back. I know. This weekend. Potter World. Are you going to go this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. Fun. So, uh, let's see. And now, our, do we have another topic? I think we Okay, good. Okay. Uh, the election was yesterday. Oh boy! We didn't even talk. To, how could we let that go? Ay ay ay! You know that's this is the final topic, I think. But it's a good one. <laughs> it's going to end on a good good note, yeah, right? Well, well, you know, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> what I, I think it was John Stewart that said that the, the reason the Democrats lost this midterm election, and he said it before the midterm election, mm-hmm. is that the Democrats don't know how to tout what the hell they did. And uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, what was what were their successes? Yes. Instead, they they let them get themselves get beat up by yes. by the Tea Party saying that they didn't do anything. Do anything. And that's not true and and truly very misleading. I think that the the takeaway for me from this election is that fine. Okay, our asses were handed to us. I get that. So now let's see what's going to happen. You know, let's see if they'll do anything. I, I, I get it that the president can only do so much. He's only one third. So he, he came into it 
wanting to be cooperative and work both sides of the of the floor. Now the other side has a chance to to work with them. I hope they do. I, I don't want to be so cynical and broken that it's going to just all go to hell. Well, there's this website. I don't know if you saw my I did. Facebook status. I did. I liked it, too. And, and did you go there and check it out? Oh, yeah. What he's already done. And, and, yeah, we have had major reform and major change and major everything. But he hasn't, and his people haven't done a good job of of reminding us of that. I, and it right. feels like the criticism I keep hearing is that he hasn't done enough to change the way that Washington looks to everybody, that it still looks like business as usual, even if it's not. It still looks that way. So I think that that is a valid criticism. I, I'm going to read a couple things from this website. I can't even say the name of the website or else we become explicit, <laughs> right. I think. I, I'm not even sure. We may be explicit since I've used the the, the S word. Oh, I'm, maybe, yeah. But I'm not going to change it for that. <laughs> but here, I mean, it says, like, sign financial reform law allowing shareholders of pub, uh, publicly traded companies to vote on executive pay. Uh, well, that's cool. And what else? He cut prescription co- drug costs for Medicare recipients by 50%, provided $12.2 billion in new funding for Individuals with Disabilities Act, extended yeah. benefits to same-sex partners of federal employees, uh, appointed, uh, let's see, uh, the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009, a $789 billion economic stimulus plan, uh, Which is what everyone is claiming is the runaway spending, right? That's right. That's runaway spending. Okay. It's like, okay, we had already – oh, well, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Signed the Lilly Bed, uh, Ledbetter Fair Pay Act, restoring basic protection against pay discrimination, uh, discrimination for women and other workers. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, reversed – And I had never heard that. So yeah. here again, I'm – Fairly well, you know, I read a lot of news or whatever and try to pay attention. I didn't know that one. So too bad we didn't all know that. Reverse the policy of barring media coverage during the return of fallen soldiers to Dover Air Force Base. See, I think that's actually awesome because I think that those soldiers need to be honored and that attention needs to be given where attention's due. You bet. Uh, uh, LaunchedRecovery.gov to track spending from the Recovery Act, providing transparency and allowing public the public to respond or report to fraud, waste, and abuse. Uh, provided the Department of Veteran Affairs with more than $1.4 billion to improve services to America's veterans. Uh, That's signed the Children's Health Insurance Reauthorization Act, which provided health care to 11 million kids, 4 million of whom were previously uninsured. And the list goes on and on and on. And none of those... And none of those things are touted. Instead, they just what they've done is they take a person and vilify them and then say, well, this person's the same as this person because they mm-hmm. voted the same as that person. And that's how they win. And if they shout louder, they think they're more persuasive. So, I, yeah, it, it was an interesting night, a little bit depressing. But I figured, you know what, this happens all the time and supposedly um, – Statistically, presidents who have this midterm switch in parties um, actually do have higher statistical likelihood of being reelected. So that was my takeaway from it. it was like, well, okay, let's hope for the best in two more years. Well, you know, here's the thing: the Senate is Democrat, right? So any the House basically writes the laws. The Senate, uh, 
kind of they validate it. Right. right? And then it goes to the president for signature. Well, right. it may never get past the Senate. Nothing may get past the Senate. So at this point, yeah. So the House can write all the crap they want, and then all of a sudden it all gets disapproved before and never makes it even to the de- desk to sign. And even if it makes it to the president's desk to sign, he can still veto it. He can veto it. So, so I mean, if, I think it would just be interesting to see any legislation come out of their side. I mean, that's the part I think has been just void that they've done. They've brought nothing to the table, in my opinion. I, I really think that there's going to be more gridlock in D.C. Not right. Then those people did not make it better. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> sure. But you know, I'm interested about California politics. Jerry Brown is going to be the. Oh my God. The governor. I know he's coming back in. Yes. Wow. How did that happen? Is he? He's a Democrat still, right? He's a Democrat still. He'd been Attorney General for a while. Um, when he toyed with running for governor, there he ran essentially unopposed. There was no primary for him, uh-huh. and unfortunately, here he's not my favorite candidate, but he was the candidate from my team, so I did vote for him. Uh, and the other person, this Meg Whitman gal. Spent $140 million mm-hmm. on this campaign, the most money ever spent, and lost. So I, I guess I'm encouraged that the money can't buy you the election. Jerry Brown is still a big question mark in my mind. But Why is he, that? I mean, I'm uh, not there, so I don't know. You know what? I don't remember much about his governorship when I was younger, and, and I just hope he can be a strong leader. And we need... We need someone who, unfortunately, like I would consider myself a fiscal conservative, but socially liberal. Okay, so I believe in social policies and safety nets like Social Security and unemployment and Medicare and all of those. I believe in those things. And I believe that to fund those things, you know, it takes a lot of money. So something else has to give. And and it's hard to balance both of those ideas that. You don't want to spend money, but yet you want to keep your citizens, you know, somewhat funded. I, I get it that that's a hard line to navigate. Um, yes, is there wasteful spending and fraud? Of course there is. So I wish we could have a governor who would make that the goal, eliminate the fraud, eliminate the inefficiencies, eliminate all the red tape that causes all the expenses to go up and up and up. I think if we could just focus the money that we have now we might actually and use it better we we don't necessarily have to tax more we just have to use what we have better it feels like we have a lot of misuse of funds i'm sure and i'm sure yeah. that there's a well i know there's ways to do it because like my, my the company i work for is constantly tasked <laughs> to to look at existing processes and see what you can do better and, right. you know, and that maybe that's the initiative. The government needs to take an initiative uh, at a state level in California and say we are going to go through this uh, this leaning process to look at what we do and figure out how we can do it better at all levels of the government. Uh, you know, right. whether it's the DMV, which everyone likes to pick on, or of course, right, or whatever agency it is, and then take that um, stuff and pass it on to local county agencies and city agencies and give them the book on how to lean their processes out and say, 
this is the way that the state does it, and you can do it too to find cost savings for your uh, municipalities. Yes. I feel like it's interesting that the conservative friends that I have, that the joke is we probably actually really agree on a lot of things. We all want, you know, better schools for our kids and better infrastructure for our country. You know, we no, all want no, certain they things. They don't, they don't want any of that. <laughs> but, but yet their ideology that they want to believe is, is skewed their way as mine is skewed my way. And the joke is we really do want the same things. So why, why we can't agree that that's what we want and then negotiate on how to get there? I, I think that's a, a frustrating thing. You know, growing up in Southern California, I grew up a, a part of that liberal group of people. I think, uh-huh. and and I and I know yeah. that there were a lot of, you know, folks we went to school with who were conservative. Completely, we, yes. You know, like that was Reagan era right there. When we went to school, we, so we went, you know yeah, the Reagan Revolution, and I was yeah. not, I was not a fan of Reagan. And you know, what, I nope. and, and today. I'm a fan of Ray. <laughs> because he's who we are. Now. I mean, more what we are now as far as, as wanting to be. He, he wouldn't be a conservative now by conservative standards today. No, no. But, you know, I think it, it takes the, the fact that we can reflect back and look at what occurred in our mm-hmm. lifetime to get us to where we are at. You know, I, when you're a kid and you don't know that you need a strong president, in in the face of communism, and you just don't get it, right? And right. So uh, he definitely yeah globally that the players are very important. So you know, it, now there were other things that was happening that were kind of they were shady that he right, that right, he right. was involved with, like Iran Contra. Oh, that little thing. Come on now. You know, you remember that. Yeah. You know, do you, you remember they had these parties when we were like 17, 18 years old about who could shred documents faster than anybody? <laughs> yes. That was the Ollie North and Jessica Hahn. Was she no, the No, Fawn Hall. Fawn Hall. Oh, Fawn Hall. That's right. That's right. And, Jessica and, Hahn was Gary Hart's girlfriend or something, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, anybody in this state who is bitching about lack of funding and didn't vote on our Prop 19, which was our legalized marijuana proposition to tax and, and you know, create all these tariffs on marijuana. I, I just think, I can't, I can't understand what you're thinking. Of course, the anti-drug sentiment is huge, but to me, it's just no different than alcohol. Just tax it, make the money, and be done with it. Well, I mean, here's the funny thing. I, I'm guessing. I don't know. But I would imagine uh, the majority of people aren't going to be running out to the stores to smoke marijuana anyways. Right, exactly. I, I, I Personally, I just don't see yourself, you know, going, uh, hey, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got some glaucoma coming on, so I've got to go get some marijuana. No, yeah, I, I just. That's just it. I, it's legal for me to drink. I don't drink every day. So I don't understand this argument. I, the slippery slope argument doesn't work for me with that particular drug. But uh, I'm sure, though, that plenty of people go, if it was legal, they would try it once just to say they did because it's legal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I just – I wished it was – I wish people that don't agree with marijuana use could at least agree with the fact that if we taxed it, we could make a heck of a lot of money. 
But you know what? It didn't preclude. I didn't see the, what the write-up of the law was, but I'm sure it did not preclude a company from saying that if you smoke marijuana, you can be fired. I believe it did not. Like, like I believe, because that was one of the rumors that was floating around, that if an employee showed up high to work, you couldn't fire them because it's legal in California. Well, if an employee shows up intoxicated on any substance to work, they can be fired. Right. So it was the, either badly worded in the bill or misconstrued in the media that, you know, somehow we could all smoke pot on the job and not be harmed by that. Because, so, because you can smoke cigarettes, so what would be the difference between a cigarette right, and a Or maybe you take prescription meds that are written to you by a doctor that you abuse and show up to work. You know, who knows? So all of those arguments were very flimsy in my mind. And, and anyone who, you know, can see the way that we're fiscally hurting in this state and not think, well, here's another source of revenue, let's go after it, is just a little off. But that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking... I don't know. I'm thinking that... It's just they want to do for the snack food business. Come on now. <laughs> you know what? See, that's what happened. They should have got Frito-Lay... That's right. ...to fund that bill, you know? Because I'll tell you what, here in Florida, the builders and all the construction people had more signs that said, vote no on four than anything. You don't know what even four was about. And but what was it about? Do you, what was it? it? What it said essentially was that in order for uh, a for a area in your, let's say in your county or your, somewhere, mm-hmm. to be built upon, like a, a big subdivision. Okay. You would have to have a land use survey and a bunch of stuff done. And right now, you don't have to do that. So builders would have to foot the cost and, and go through a process before they could get permission. Essentially, you have to go through a review before, okay. before you just haphazardly stick crap all over the place. <laughs> and they didn't like that because it was oh. costly, you know. Right. It was like it was. And you're not going to tell me where I build, and somehow I'm sure Big Brother was involved, That's or right. yes. Keep the government out of your back pocket. Yes, the government is just so intrusive. Yeah, I, I, yeah, okay. And so that got voted down. But I looked at it; it wasn't really going to. Actually, what it would have done was it would have made my home values go up because it would have made it more difficult to build. Yes. So then when you're thinking, well, I'll revitalize areas rather than just let other things go and build somewhere else a new place. Interesting. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that that if we actually worked on what we already had built and didn't start all these new projects, we could maybe beautify some of the things we have. But You know, um, I have one last thing about this election thing, election reform. They were talking about how much money they spend for these elections and things of this nature. I was thinking, you know, if instead of taking $140 million and spending it on print ads and TV ads and signs on the road. Do you guys have that in California these days? Those little roadside signs that are just... Oh, they're everywhere. Horrible. So, I'm thinking... Instead of all of that stuff, make it so that you can only have a few TV spots, few you know, or in the newspaper, uh, but no, no more of this, you know, signs on the road and all this kind of stuff. And instead, take that money and put it into community projects that mm-hmm. have your name on it. You're allowed to right. you're allowed to associate your name to where you take that money and put it out there. 
and you can leave a legacy. Win or lose, you've left a legacy to the community, which if you're really getting into politics to serve the public good, mm-hmm. then this is one way to do it. And guess what? The media will follow you and give you all the attention you need while you build that park, while you you know, help put up a school, you help do right. something like this. And, and we'll ins- you know, we can't ensure that the media does, but I'm sure if you're a good noisemaker and you have a good publicist, they're going to make sure that, you know. Yeah, you would get recognized for that in as much as a handful of hate mail flyers that we would get daily. Right. Would, you know, I think they talk about the voter turnout or the voter dissatisfaction. I think we're just all so pummeled with this crap that we're so over it by the time the election day comes. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. If, if, if any candidate would have spent a million dollars refurbishing a library, she could have done that 140 times and been really left a huge legacy on the state, which would have been a much nicer thing. Yeah, run around the state and do stuff for people. Yeah. You know, yes. I, I guarantee you that will get you more votes than a piece of paper in your mail or a robocop, a robocall at oh. 10 o'clock at night. You know, real quick, before you <laughs> sure. go to bed, I want to make sure that you're voting for blah, 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 blah. Hey, explain to me why you're spending all this money, both candidates, on a job that pays, you know, $200,000 a year or whatever. It just, how, how do you justify that? How would you make me believe that you really have an altruistic end here. Exactly. And that's why I think that's the direction that candidates should be going. That's, no, get, okay. So we, okay, we got to work on that. I like that idea. <laughs> um, do we have any random topics today? Or were well, let me, let me ask you this then. So would you ever run for office? I don't know. With my fantasy fest photos, I can run for office. <laughs> You're precluded from ever holding public office because you attended fantasy I know. Florida. Well, you're right. That's probably not going to be, not going to go over well with the constituents. Maybe when I move down to Key West, I can run. I can see you being there. You know, I would, if I had the money, I would move to Key West and, uh, and yeah, I would get involved in local politics. Local it's three miles. Yeah, you could even canvas that territory pre-election day, I, I shaking hands, get the babies. I guarantee you, there's more money in Key West than there is in the county I live in. I bet. <laughs> you know, every house is like a million-dollar home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even so you brought, you have to run in Key West. All right. Yeah, I don't know if there's an office that I would, would want to run for. Maybe mayor of Ontario. I don't know. You know, that's I, actually what I wanted to do is I wanted, when I lived in, Upland. I wanted to run for um, city council. If I was sure. living in in Upland right now, I would run for city council. Absolutely. They could use some good people up there. Do they? They need some good people. Their mayor has been under investigation for ties to the mafia. I mean, there's just been some crazy stuff going on really? in the city. Yes. Wow. Yeah, you know, kind I, of strange. I was. You know, I, you, I, you, do you know? Well, you probably don't know. His name was uh, Bob Nolan. I don't know the name. No, he was the principal of my junior high, Upland Junior Okay. High, and he was also the mayor of the city. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah he was mean. He was the mean principal. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember. Well, that's when the mayor used to have another job, right? Like, he wasn't just the mayor. He had another gig, 9 to 5. What, and mean, did the mayor... You mean the mayor of Ontario doesn't have another job, 9 to 5? No, he's the mayor. Oh, he's the full-time... It's a full-time deal. Yes, he is. 
Nightmare. And actually used to be my neighbor. Uh-huh. Um, and I used to work with him at a private industry. We worked together probably five years. Mm-hmm. So I've known, I knew the mayor for a long time before he became the mayor. Um, and I enjoy him and I like to call him friends. He has not been uh, missed by the scandal Bush either. He's had some scandals on his watch as mayor, Uh-oh. but I, I still like him. So just some small affairs with some secretaries. That's all. Oh, that ain't nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's not, I mean, it's nothing in these days in uh, politics. Right? Unless, the, unless the secretaries are trying to get some money from the city. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. But, um, Is it just, you know, it's always a bummer. And you know, I know his, his wife, and so that's, it's a drag because nobody wants to see all that muck and mud oh, get thrown. It's a, but, gov- it's a Governor Spitzer thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's really what it is. It's 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 really stuff that was going on. It has nothing to do with the the city, really. It's just you know. Correct. There was no city misappropriation. It was just his personal misappropriation. So, and you know, that's life that, happens. Yes, exactly. Right. Probably why I can't run for mayor, but <laughs> all of my misappropriations. <laughs> oh man, well, I don't know. City council, though. But you know I, what? I, I, what? I was gonna say. I wonder how much of it costs. Like, how much is an average city council election? You know what? Here's the thing. What, look at your ballot from this last week, and take a look uh-huh. and see if there's anything that anybody ran for unopposed. I'm gonna have to look. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is I would like to find one of those offices that people are running unopposed for, or could even be vacant. Right, exactly. And, and it's going to be appointed by somebody that because like, you don't because nobody ran, and you just say, you know what? I'll just yeah. take it. I'm just going to take it. I'm going to get in there, and it's mine. Even though I'm running unopposed, I still need your vote. <laughs> All you need is uh, the majority, which is what? One? <laughs> That's it. I, I vote for myself. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. All right. I'm going to look for that and see what that job is, and then maybe that'll be what I set my uh, electoral sights on. You, you know, it sounds stupid, but with, like, this time period, with the voter apathy, it would have been easy to walk into some <laughs> It would be easy. Things. Yes. Sure. You know, like me, I don't know if you're registered as a particular party, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I oh, was, you're. Oh, I okay. Was for twenty something years, and then I got disillusioned. All right. I did, and I said that I am reclaiming my uh, my decision making power. All right. And so I, uh, and I'll be really honest with you, the whole Lieberman thing. Yes. Pissed me off. Yes. And that's when I became an independent. Okay, good for you. And, and, and the reason yep. is, is because I felt that uh, uh, that party that they and it's like the Jerry Brown and Meg Whitman thing. Uh-huh. I, I, basically, an outsider dude with a lot of money came in, and he spent so much money that the people, the actual people of Connecticut, would have voted for Lieberman anyways. But because the guy had so much money, he was able to con- and. They had so many people not from Connecticut going in and invading Connecticut politics. They made him lose the, the primary, but he still won because the majority of people loved him. Right. You know, 
and he lost anyway. So you go spend millions of dollars to defeat some guy only to lose to him. Right. Round two. Yeah. And then you pissed him off so much that he doesn't owe nothing to your party. Anymore. You know? True. True. You know, and, and it was all because of one vote. And it was all about the war. Okay. And what it really, this is what made me mad. And this is what makes me mad about Republicans, especially, as well as Democrats. If you don't tote the party line, you fight it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what they used to beat up every Democrat was the Democrats who toted the party line, you know, they made them try to make them look bad. And that's exactly what the Democrats will do in 2012 is, you know, these people voted with criminal X. Uh huh. (laughs) And that's that's exactly what it will be. And so that's why I just decided to declare my independence and I vote pretty much. You know, Democrat. Most right. Of, most, most of the time. But are I, you allowed? Is Florida a state where you can vote in any? Is it open primaries, or no, do you it's have? Not, so I do not vote in primaries. Okay. But because I'm independent, I do feel though that it gives. And having now been independent for, I guess it's at least four years now. Mm-hmm. I feel freer to have opinions that are not based specifically on saying. Well, yeah, I'm a Democrat, but, you know, I, I, I really feel differently. Uh, no one can, you know, the longevity of being able to really try to analyze every topic and come up with my own opinion and be able to say, this is my opinion and I don't hold to a party. Of course, I'm not running for politics, so. <laughs> it's easy to do when we're not running, right? <laughs> right. But I still get crap from the Democrats and the Republicans, you know, on subscribe to every email list and I get three emails from the same thing. Right, right, right. You know? Yes. So now when I'm subscribed to everything. Move on. Move on from me. Move on. <laughs> I, you know, I thought, I felt they jumped the shark a little bit. I get a lot from them too. Yeah. You know what made me sign up for them was the free ice cream. Do you, do you remember that? The guys from Ben and Jerry gave away a million yes. free ice creams that for if you went to moveon.org and signed up to send a letter oh, when to that? somebody. Huh? I know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they did. Oh, yeah. You know, but it, they were very, um, it was very single focused was what they were about. And then all of a sudden, Move On became like anything they wanted to be about. And, and I don't. I don't support every, most, I want to say most, there's a lot of things I don't support that they right. choose to talk about. But, and really, they're a group of like, you know, 10 or 20 people that make decisions and then utilize this mega mailing list to send it out to everybody. And it makes it look like it's what everybody's thinking or saying or feeling, and it's not true. That's right. Yeah. And, that, and I have a problem with that. But the Republicans have the same kind of organization. Oh, sure. They, yeah. In fact, threefold probably. But yes, that, it is unfortunate when when they wrap their brain around one idea and keep forcing it. And it's not, well, you know, there are different interpretations of that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, there's a lot of good that these organizations do if they can get people to vote. I mean, I, I don't care what you vote for, but damn it, vote. 
everybody get out there and vote. I mean, I just, I don't understand the apathy of not voting. I do understand the angst of, do I want to choose this, you know, which jerk or that jerk? Sometimes, you know, your choices aren't great and you are voting for the lesser of two evils. But you still have to do it. Well, you know, the greater of the two evils could easily win. Like, it has happened here in Florida. Uh. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, like, uh, they're going to, in Florida, abortion is going to be illegal here soon. I'm sure, you know, because people are stupid. (laughs) You know, um, the guy that we put, uh, put in the Senate for the next six years, that guy, he is so hardcore you know, religious wise, he's going to vote his religious conscience and not, you know, the people's conscience. And I resent it. Right. Right. Don't you think so that abortion is sort of a, an issue they tout or bring up at every election. And yet, you know, we've had a conservative court for a long time and nothing's really ever changed about that. And that that's more of a rallying point. So maybe it won't change. That's because they haven't had a case. Right. But I'm saying, don't you think there would have been cases if it was really going to change? And the majority of the people in the country still are pro-choice. I, I don't know. I mean, you're right. This whole conservative wave could just keep on building and, and pretty soon we're all going to be screwed. But yeah, I don't know. Just, I've heard some stuff. I listened to Slate uh, Political Gab Fest. And, uh-huh. I, and I, their opinion is it could be overturned. Wow. And I, do you listen to that? The political. I, I haven't listened to Slate for a while. It's one of the podcasts I don't get anymore, oh. so I probably well you can listen, it on. You can listen to specific shows from them, or you can just listen to their generic uh, feed. Uh-huh. Uh, but the Political Gab Fest comes out on Fridays. Okay. And there's uh, a lady and two guys. And John Dickerson, I don't know if you know who he is, but hmm. he's a political analyst for CBS News as okay. well as Slate. Okay. And um, and then of course the, the there's two other people and uh, the one of the la- the lady on the show used to be what do they call that when you work for the Supreme Court as a you know one of their folks. That yeah, she did an inter- not internship, but yeah, no, she was a, uh, somebody. Uh, what do they call it? No, it's not. It's a page? A, huh? Are you are you a page when you work at the court? No, there. It's like the person who writes all of the uh, things for the justices. They're like the clerk, clerk, clerk of, they're the... Yeah, the, the, the clerk of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The they're justice like... Justice is clerk or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because you clerked for justice so-and-so yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but she's got, you know, she's a lawyer. She's got this big law degree and this whole thing. And she thinks it's going to get overturned? No, she thinks that they'll hear a case. Oh, okay. And if, she hear, if they hear a case, they could. Or they could overturn parts of uh, Roe v. Wade, which could make it extremely difficult or they could return all of that control to each individual state and then everybody's got to pick where they want to live based on that right well no but what it could do though but i mean it would make florida eligible to over to make it illegal right so then you'd have to travel to whatever state it is you know i mean eventually it could be like you know 20 states it's legal and 30 states it's not gosh frightening it I don't is, want to go there in my brain. You know, and, and the thing is, it's not like, and this is the funny thing, it's not like you're going to get an abortion. Right. You know? Right. So why do you care? Right. <laughs> but that's not what it's about. 
their souls to be saved, Judd, and I think that's what those people think. They, they're not saving any souls. They're not saving any souls. Man, and their souls are lost causes. <laughs> I mean... I know. I know. It makes you want to just drink. <sighs> I think that's good. That's, <laughs> wow. We could, we could end on that now. Well, we should end yeah, on that super sour, unhappy note. But yes. <laughs> well, otherwise, it's been a great week. And now, uh, and now we can get into November. And we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about, including preps for Thanksgiving and uh, holidays, yeah. more holiday stuff. And the food addict nightmare is food, starting food, now. Food and stuff, yeah. All right. Um, hold, hold the line after we're done here. But yeah. let's close this up. So uh, this is uh, Chud for TJ Talks. And uh, once again. And I'm uh, Teresa. Thanks so much for listening. All right. And we will catch you guys later. Talk to you.